Well, good evening, everybody. Everybody, good evening and praise the Lord. Praise the only true and living God. He is indeed God and there is no one, no one like him. He has no rival. There's no one that can be compared to him. He is God and God alone. He's sovereign. He knows all. He sees all and he's in us all. And we just bless God for the opportunity to be here tonight. We are excited about what God is doing. We are excited about where he's preparing to take us. All that he is doing, we anticipate the move of God. We anticipate a word from the Lord. We anticipate, hallelujah, we set an expectation of what he's going to say, what he's going to do. We just sit attentively and wait to hear from God. But before I get into the word, I must pause and give God praise and thanksgiving for my spiritual parents in the Lord in the persons of Dr. Bishop James F. Harris and Lady Sylvia Harris. So if you're looking for a family to be adopted into, I just humbly suggest and offer these are the best spiritual parents that you could possibly have. They're who I know. I can only speak from experience. But I thank God for Bishop and Lady. We affectionately call them Bishop and Lady, uh, not just because of the title, but because of the life that they have lived before us. They are examples. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I am so glad that I have been following these powerful people of God from the time that I was a little boy. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. And for those that are joining us, that have come to know us over streaming and over this, you are so welcome. We are delighted that you decided to join us this evening. And we are praying that God will speak a word to you right where you are, right where you are, that will change your life forever. Change your life forever. We're going to get into the word of God you will find us, our topic for tonight or the subject matter that we will consider is power to prevail, power to prevail. You will find us in a couple of texts this evening. You'll find us in a few. Uh, one will be in the book of Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, uh, and we'll begin reading at the 19th verse and it reads, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Verse 20 says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, if we set this scripture in context as to when it uh, happened, this was when Jesus was commissioning and sending out the 70 and he was sending them out so that they could begin ministry. And when they went out to the different towns, he gave them specific instructions that if they were to go into a house and they were to be received, then they are to bless that house. Or if they were to go into a town and they would be received. And they, he told them just to take what's set before you. Told them don't take a purse or a bag or anything. He just told them to go. When many times when God is going to take us to a different place, he will give us specific instructions as to what we are to do. 
Now, if you look at this, God was telling them or Jesus was telling them that when they go, in other words, he was going to provide everything that they need. But he told them that as they go out in there, as they are received, but he also told them that if there's a town that does not receive you, then you are to shake the dust from your feet and continue on. But if you look at this 19th verse, he told them, behold, I give you power. Now, we're talking about power to prevail. So let's look at this. Power is simply the ability to get something done or the ability to do something. So he's given us power or the ability to do something. Now, in light of that, in light of that, we have to consider that if he's given us power, we have to do something with it. It's not just so that you have it now. And the day that we live in now, people tend to hoard things to make themselves greater or appear, you know, to be something that they're not. They hoard power because it allows them to seemingly control people. Uh, but God has given us power so that we can actually be an example to those around us so that people will see. So when they get back and if you look at what he gives them power for, he says, I give you power to tread. Now, treading is not just going for a walk. It is not it is not even polite, if you mean. Because if you look at what you're trading upon, it has to be done with a certain strength. So you need the power to get that done. So he says, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, let's look at these two creatures that he mentions here. An interesting thing about serpents, you know, that all of this began, everything that we have been going through and dealing with started with the serpent. It actually started with the serpent. Uh, the scripture says that the serpent was more subtle and more beguiling or tricking, tricky than any other creature. So we know the story and I'm not going to get into that, but it starts with the serpent where he tricks Eve and Eve falls and mankind falls and we all go into what we're in now, into the state. But Thanks be unto God that he looked ahead of all of that and he made provision for us. Um, let's just jump ahead because the scripture says that we would bruise the head of the serpent, that Jesus would bruise the head of the serpent. So God has already looked through the annals of time and he's already made provision. The interesting thing about a serpent, though. You have to be careful in dealing. I wonder why you, you might think, why did he just highlight serpents and scorpions? Well, serpents have the ability to appear to be one thing and they're actually something else. Uh, many serpents can camouflage. They're good at camouflage. And how many of you know that nowadays you have to look beyond what's obvious and you can't even expect that which may just appear to be normal, but you have to be able to perceive. I would clearly say that none of us, our wit or our intellect, I don't care what your IQ is, in order to deal with everything that we got going on now, you're going to need more than just who you think you are. You're going to need somebody backing you. And we're talking about power to prevail. 
So beware of serpents because they have the ability to give the appearance of one thing. And both these, both of these creatures here are poisonous. They carry poisons. They can also bite and sting. Now, the interesting thing about a scorpion is this. A scorpion, we tend to know, notice them. We don't see very many of them, depending on where you live. But a scorpion, the bigger the pinchers, the smaller the sting. But the poison is what you have to be aware of. Now, we have to be aware of these things because he gives us power to tread on these things. That means we don't have to take any thought or concern about what can happen to us. Now, I'm not telling you to put yourself in a dangerous situation, but you have to be able to walk with God so that he can lead you and guide you. I wouldn't tell anyone to go into a pit of serpents or even into a cave of scorpions. But what I am telling you is this. Things are not always as they appear. And we have to be able to tap into God so that we can be able to deal with things that go beyond what we can see. It's not just the tangible. The scripture says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. And in order to be spiritually equipped, you're going to need something greater than yourself. Let's continue on. See, this thing about faith, faith is more about walking with God and developing a relationship with him rather than acquiring data or information to pass the test. I think COVID has lasted longer than many anticipated or is willing to say it's here, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. So for right now, you have to be able to tap into something outside of yourself. Let's look at the word prevail. To prevail usually implies that you may be up against circumstances or a situation that might seem insurmountable. It might possibly be even life-threatening. It would suggest that there is a circumstance that calls for one to have to endure possibly longer than you originally thought or intended. It's safe to say that COVID-19, Corona, Rona, however you want to refer to it, has stayed around longer than anyone may have anticipated or desired. It's changed our lives in so many ways that if you were dependent on your job or if you were dependent on the circle that you traveled in or the people that you hooked up with, if you were dependent on all of these things to keep everything to connect it, then you might be sadly disappointed right about now because of how things have changed. And just because something is not being talked about doesn't mean it's gone. And that's the thing we have to be careful of. We still going to practice distance, social distancing, still wear a mask, all those things. You, you know, instruction doesn't always come in a loud fashion. Sometimes instruction can be simple, but that simplistic instruction might save your life. It might prolong your life. It might get you through a difficult time just from following instruction. There is safety. The scripture says that there is safety in counsel. 
People are now looking to different things. They're trying different things, trying to find a way to cope. People have started meditating. They've started doing a whole lot of things. But the Bible says in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. Yes, joy, even in the midst of COVID. God is still God. COVID did not take him by surprise. It doesn't matter that it wasn't planned for. God is still God. And he says, I've given you power, which is the ability to get something done. But what is that that we're striving to do? It should be his will. Let's look at the definition of prevail. It says prevailing means to gain ascendancy, or let's just break that down, controlling influence through through strength or superiority, to become effective or effectual, which is another word of just saying able to produce a desired effect or result. Everybody's looking for results. To use persuasion successfully, to be or continue in a use or a fashion. In other words, to do what works. That's where we are now. Everybody's looking for what will work. What's going to get me through this? What's going to help me cope? What's going to help me keep my mind sane? What's not, what's going to help me not feel overwhelmed or depressed? Or these are the things that God comes to take care of for us. He's able to cause all grace to abound toward us that we will have sufficiency in all things. Just say to yourself, I'm not going to lack as long as I trust God, as long as I look to him. The scripture even says that when all around me, when when I'm overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Everything that seemingly that everyone has depended on or stood on has changed now. And we find ourselves in a different place. But God is still there. The scripture says, because I am God and I change not, The sons of Jacob are not consumed. If God was to treat us like man, and we're still talking about prevailing, but in order to know what you're up against, it's it's going to go beyond your own capability. It's only going to be through the strength that God gives us that we're going to be able to cope and deal with all of these circumstances that we got going on. So synonyms for the word prevail would be hold out, hold up, keep up, last, survive. Now, when COVID first hit, I'm sure there were many people. We have, we have experienced loss of life. People have experienced loss of income. Jobs have, jobs have folded up altogether. Even though some temporary means were put in place, some people were paid unemployment. The unemployment has concluded. And we tend to put a lot of stock in, it's almost like you put more stock into the things that you feel gives you control or gives you an edge. But I think COVID has, if you're dependent on those things, COVID has kind of taken that edge away because the things, if you have put your hope, the scripture says that we only have hope in this life, those tangible things, then we are above all men most miserable. And 
Misery loves company. So now you have a lot of people commiserating. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to look to. But I'm here to let you know that God is still there for you. He's there. He's never left. He said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you, but I'll be with you always, even until the end. And not just the end of COVID, but the end of the earth. See, all of this is going to an end. And it's, that doesn't sound morbid. I hope that doesn't, you know, sound morbid to you, but some things usher us into a different time. And I think COVID, even COVID is being made to serve God. It's being made to serve the purpose of God. If you think about how God has dealt with man, some of the opposites of are the antagonistic term or words that would describe or be the opposite of prevailing would be to fail, to fizzle, to give out, go out, give up, run out. Now, if you look at these antonyms, if you look at that, some people, even some of us have may have experienced some of these things. Some of the things that you were looking to may have given up, contracts ending, all kinds of things going on. But I encourage you that it did not take God by surprise. It is said that those or he who does not plan, plans to fail. Now, my personal caveat to that is this. If your plan does not include God, you're guaranteed to fail. I know it, it, this is not about religion. It's not about what you do on Sunday. It's not about what you do when somebody's looking. It's about developing a relationship with God. If you come through all of this and you go through all of these changes and you're not closer to God, if this has not driven you into your prayer closet and somebody said, what's a prayer closet? It's just quality time that you spend with God. This thing has changed everything to some that's trying to get back to a normal there's going to be a new norm and we don't even know what that's going to be. But God says, I know my plans for you. I know my thoughts towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. He plans to give you a future. But in order to have a future, you got to get in relationship with him. It's like, how would you feel about uh, working on a job that would give you benefits before you sign and accept the position or the job? It tends to be that's how people think about God. Well, God's going to bless me and God's going to take care. But he wants, he can give you anything tangible. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Cattle on a thousand hill belong to God. But he's not going to finance your trip away from him. So sometimes he allows certain things to happen just so it can draw us into him. He did it with Israel. He did it with Israel. Whenever Israel got off kilter or they started following the, the uh, patterns of other people or started doing things that other people were doing, Israel was unique before everything happened. They didn't even have a king. They served the only true and living God. But then they started looking around and saying, well, they have this or they have that. And we want a king just like everybody else, every other nation. So some of the some of the leadership got a little upset because it was like, God, they want to be like everybody else. God said they haven't rejected you. They're rejecting me in this season of what we're going through. Be careful of the circumstances. 
Um, if you think about one of the aspects of a, a scorpion, the pinchers, the bigger the pinchers, and that's typically all the claws, as we might refer to them. There's a technical term, doesn't come to mind at the moment, but they're, the bigger they are, then the smaller the stinger. But the poison might be lethal. So if the claws are smaller, and we have to be careful of those things that we get caught up in. It's like what the man of God said on uh, on Sunday. Don't be no fool. Don't be no fool. Look at what you look at who you're around. Look at check your job. Check your association. All of these things are important. Israel got in trouble sometimes because of who they associated with or trying to be like somebody else. Be uniquely who you are, who God made you. We want to consider some other things too. Let's look at let's look at one other character tonight. Let's look at Daniel. Now, we know the story of Daniel. Daniel, um, they were taken captive, and Daniel had three other friends that were with him. We know them, and we typically call them the three Hebrew boys. So we, we talk about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, but Daniel had some other experiences. Now, does let me ask you a question. I'll pose a question to you to consider um, does trusting God mean that nothing bad will happen to us? We might think that, but the scripture says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which they'll come to try you. Uh, we think of other scriptures that say all things, all things work together for the good to them who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Now, we talked about prevailing. The way of prevailing has to put means to put your trust in someone that's greater than yourself. In other words, you're going to have to put your trust in God. Because, see, if you faint in the day of adversity, then that means your strength is small. This thing is seemingly lasting a whole lot longer than what anybody anticipated. But as I said in the beginning, God is still well aware of everything that's going on. He is not moved by COVID, but he will allow something like this so that it can draw people into him. God wants relationship. That's what it was from the beginning. He wants relationship. So he can cause you he can cause you to prevail in a given situation, but his goal is still relationship. How would you feel about a friend or a person or someone that you call friend? We can make it even a little bit more personable. How about a family member that only shows up or calls you when they need something? Now, would you call that person a friend or how about those that disappear. They say, man, I'm going to be with you through thick and thin. And when things start to thin out, it's like they become a vapor of smoke and boom, they're gone. It's like, what happened? Well, I'm going to tell you this. God will never, he will never leave you. Circumstances might disappoint you. How many times have you gone into a situation expecting it to be one thing and it turns into something else? God is still right there. Nothing that we go through lessens God. It doesn't make him less God. In fact, it gives him an opportunity to show himself mighty, but it gives us opportunity to see him do what he is best at. And that is being God. 
He has no rival. He has no one. God is not like man. See, man can make you promise and be like, man, I got you. I got you, bro. Whenever you need something, I got you. Then that same person that told you that I got you might be the one that come back to you and say, hey, bro, um, I had something come up, man. And, you know, I knew I was the only one that you said was that, that I told you I got your back. God is not like man. God will never have to come back to you. He is not the son of man that he should repent. He's not going to have to come back and say, you know what? I know I said I was going to heal you. I know I said that I was going to bless you. I know I said that I was going to do this, that, and the third for you. But, you know, circumstances just took me by surprise. God will never have to come back to you and say something caught him off guard that he could not help you. He's right there with you all the time. So he'll never leave you. But we get back to the question. Does trusting God, trusting God, does it mean that nothing bad will ever happen to us? Let me share this with you. Trust in God is not a bargain we offer in exchange for freedom from pain, persecution, threat, or natural disaster. Trusting God means we don't waver when things are not turning out the way we planned. Daniel's friend told the king, remember we were talking about Daniel, Daniel's friend told the king they expected to be rescued from the flames because they believed God was able to do it. You can look at Daniel 3.17. But they also told the king that even death, if God chose, would still accomplish their rescue. Are you that convinced about the ability of God that if he delivered you, do you have already in your mind the way that he has to do it? Are you trying to tie the hands of God that if he don't do it a certain way, then would you rather stay in the situation you in? I tend, I would tell you, nay, I would say I would rather trust God to deliver me the way he knows best. Because as my bishop preached, he is, he is good at that. He is best known for that. He is known to do that. So give God the opportunity to do that. Look at this. They, when they told the king that he could accomplish it by rescuing them from the furnace or by death, they will still be delivered. Trusting God means we have a reason to hope, even when it seems like everything bad may happen to us. Think about that. It's easy to say you trust somebody when you can see down the road. It's easy to say you can trust, I trust you when I've told you what my plan is. It's easy to say I trust you when you've kind of let me in on how you're going to make this happen. See, God doesn't always give us the details up front. He doesn't always fill in all the blanks. But he is more than capable of taking care of everything that we have going on. Let's think about this. Daniel had another experience that we tend to make reference to 
And it's when he was thrown into the lion's den. Now, Daniel, it seems to me that sometimes when you take a stand for God, you have to be prepared. Now, you would think that when the king said, you know, Daniel got in trouble because the king made a proclamation that they were not supposed to pray or that they were supposed to, when they heard the trumpet, that they would bow down. So, you know, Daniel had some some haters and uh, they decided that we're going to snitch on Daniel and tell the king that king, you know, they go in and they kind of puff the king's ego up a little bit, you know, Nebuchadnezzar. And they tell him, King, did you not set a proclamation that says that this, when the trumpets, that they're supposed to bow, Daniel had predetermined that he was not going to bow. Some things you have to make up your mind to take a stand before you get into the midst of something. You can't always decide who you are when you, when you get into the something. Because how many of you have been in a situation or thought you would do one thing And then it was like the perfect storm. You're like, man, you know, you cannot decide. Character is not something that just pops up. Character is either there and it's built over time. It's built over experience. It's not something that you can just take in the moment. It's either there or it's not. Hopefully, when we get into a situation Hopefully we have paid attention to what we've been going through so that the character is there so that we can find that I can make it through this because I've been listening and following the instruction of God or the man or woman of God that is given instruction. So, you know, and the scripture even says that there is safety in counsel. You don't don't suffer in silence. Talk to someone, but be careful who you talk to. Don't just talk to anybody and don't just talk to hear yourself speak. Some people are going to need some some counseling coming through all of this. Some people, but God is counsel. But if you pray and ask God to lead you and guide you, he'll put people in your pathway that can help you get through all this. Okay, so let's not let the enemy play tricks on your mind and try to make you think, well, you know, you might as well go ahead and give in, give out, fizzle. You know, just like those anonyms we were talking about, about prevailing, prevailing, but we don't always just prevail in our own strength. You know, there's something that God has given us ability. He's given us gifts. He's given us talents. Um, some of our talents are going to be are going to come to fruition during COVID because where you usually got your resources from, they've changed. So be open to some new things that may come about just because of COVID, just because one mean is cut off, but it can be rerouted. Allow that to happen. Don't don't say if it doesn't come a certain way, you know, but you can prevail in all of this because God has given you power. Let's think about this. Let me ask you another question. How do you think Daniel survived the lion's den? Now, some theologians suggest or they think that maybe some of Daniel's partners or friends or may have fed the lions before Daniel was thrown in, just so that the lions would not have as healthy of an appetite when he got thrown in. That's that's too, that would be commendable, but probably not logical, probably not, you know, as feasible as we would think. Daniel's survival, let me just 
share this with you. Daniel's survival was not the result of a force field or set up by his strength of will or by his friends feeding the lions before, just before he was locked among them. Daniel survived the lions because God protected him. Daniel's friends survived the furnace because God protected them. In both cases, those threatened with death did not presume God's intention to keep them alive. You hear that? They didn't presume God's intention to keep them alive. Instead, they trusted in God's deliverance. Whatever the outcome, Daniel lived by God's divine purpose. The only reason worth living. You ask me, what is my plan? His will. That's my plan. I would rather God lead me and guide me and give me instruction as to what to do in the midst of all of this. So what's my plan? His will. That's why you get up in the morning and you seek him. God, what do I do today? What, what, am, what, what, where do I go today? Who do I need to talk to today? With the mask on and all, God, where do I go? What do I do? Think about this. During their time, lions were used to kill in the arena. They, that's how they uh, made examples. Uh, now, I know we don't deal with that here, but there's some situations that might be typified like a lion because, you know, some things that you experience, you think, you, you get to the end of yourself. You don't know how you're going to deal with it. But God is faithful. God is faithful. So what we tend to think is, or what we have to know is this. Some of the most convincing statements of genuine faith have been made by martyrs. Those who calmly gave up their lives for Christ in complete confidence that God's promised deliverance was just beyond this life. Now, don't get me wrong. All of us want to live as long of a life as we possibly can. But wouldn't you want to live an abundant life in knowing that you can have the best of both worlds? If you don't know God, this is an opportune time for you to get to know him. If you have uh, tapped out of all of your resources and it seems to be that there's none of your friends that said they would be there for you. God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. For many, this is trouble. But I want you to know that if you don't know him, you can have an opportunity to get to know him in the comfort of your own home. You don't even have to make it to the sanctuary because you will become the sanctuary where our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when when the Holy Spirit comes in, it brings with it the power to prevail, the power to undergo and, and deal with some things. See, the thing about 
the scripture says it's the little foxes that de- destroy the vines. Sometimes it's not what you go through that messes with you. It's the, it's how, it's the impact that it has on you that works on you from the inside. Okay. But if you don't know who God is, if you don't, if you've never accepted him as your Lord and savior, you have the opportunity right now. You have the opportunity right now. All you have to do is by faith, accept the finished work of Calvary. Know that God came in the person of Jesus Christ and he died on the cross to wipe away our sins, to satisfy the law, to fulfill the law. For the wages of sin was death, not his sin, but our sin. So he, by his own will, died on the cross. And all we have to do to take that, to make that a part of us, is to believe by faith. Once we believe that by faith and we account that to our lives, God fills that account on our lives. And by faith, we take on Jesus Christ. And it doesn't instantly make everything go away. Now, I don't want to get you thinking that the moment you come to know the Lord, that all of your troubles are going to go away. But you will receive power to be able to prevail in any and every situation. God will give you the grace and cause that grace to abound that you will have sufficiency in everything that you need. Tangible, physical, financial, spiritual, because money without peace is miserable. Tangible things and you have no peace within is, it can't even be compared. It's not even worth it. But peace And a crust of bread, there can't be anything compared to that. But God, like I said in the beginning, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein. So tonight, I'm going to end this with prayer. I want you to open your hearts and open your minds. It's not going to be a long prayer, but the scripture says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, not my righteousness, because he is our righteousness. He is our righteousness. He's the one that sanctifies us. So I'm going to close out with this prayer. And as I'm praying, just open your heart to God. If you're wrestling with circumstances that have uh, exceeded your means, uh, you're, you're struggling mentally, you're struggling, just open your heart to God, even as I pray. And I believe that by faith, God will meet your need right where you are in the privacy of your own home. God is able to meet your need. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We even bless you for the opportunity to share in your word. And, Father, everyone that's under the sound of my voice that may be struggling, God, they have they find themselves at the end of themselves. But you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, but that you would be with us always. Now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that if the circumstances of COVID and Corona have brought them to a place of hopelessness, helplessness, God, I pray in the name of Jesus because you are a very present help in the time of trouble. 
And for many, COVID has proven to be trouble, but it is not beyond you. You are the Lord of hosts. You are the sovereign God. You are the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-encompassing. Everything was made by you and for you. And we serve your purpose. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would go into the several homes. There is no distance. There is no depth that you cannot reach. No distance that you cannot cover. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would meet every need in the name of Jesus, whether it be financial, physical, spiritual, whatever the need, God, I pray, I pray that as those that are listening to this prayer, as they open their hearts and they reach out by the measure of faith that you have given to every man, as they reach out by faith, I pray in the name of Jesus that their needs are met in the name of Jesus. I pray that every need is met in the name of Jesus. God, I also pray that you would unveil the plan of the enemy, that you would help your people to know where to walk, what to do, what to say. And God, even you are concerned about our government. I pray for the federal, state, and local government in the name of Jesus. Even as we are approaching an election time, God, you are the Lord of hosts. You are sovereign. You set up and you take down. Promotion comes from you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will begin to move your people into places of position that they will have influence, just like you did with Daniel, just like you did with David, just like you did with Joseph. God, move your people into places that they will be able to make a difference in the name of Jesus so that they will be able to use resources to meet needs in the name of Jesus, because we need real change. We need a real God. We cannot trust in that which is tangible only. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every need will be met, every need met in the name of Jesus. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. And Lord, we expect that as a result of this prayer, we expect that testimonies, we will hear words of testimony of great deliverance, of healing, of minds being restored, families being healed and delivered. We come against any addictive behavior in the name of Jesus. We even come against procrastination that would cause us to toggle between making decisions. For you said even a double-minded man can't receive anything from you. So God, give us singleness of mind, singleness of heart in the name of Jesus and help us to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. But more importantly, God, not just because you're looking, but they that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. Search our hearts, search our minds. And if there be anything in us that can be used by the enemy, God reveal it and remove it so that we can be what you created us to be. 
and that we can prevail in the power that you have given and invested in us. So, Father, we give you all praise, we give you all glory, and we give you all honor. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, and for his name's sake, and everybody that received that by faith, say amen and amen. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. We pray that something has been said to edify you, to encourage you, and to strengthen you. God bless you.